Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to a San Antonio Baptist Association podcast. This is the uh, podcast for the Kingdom Expansion Team. I'm Rick Hudson. I'm the team lead and uh, we're looking forward to a good conversation today with uh, uh, Brandon Carroll. He is a uh, uh, missionary, works uh, down in Peru, and we, we look forward to talking with him uh, today. Uh, we have several people on the uh, on the uh, podcast this morning, and so we want to just kind of uh, go around the room and introduce each other. And then, Brandon, uh, at the end, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about where you're from and and uh, and what you're doing uh, in Peru. So as we get started, of course, we've got Daryl Horn, who is our executive director of San Antonio Baptist Association with us. So Daryl, why don't you go ahead and, and start uh, with introductions here? Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be with you on this podcast. We have several team members, several pastors that uh, have worked with Brandon, and we look forward to hearing what God's doing. And Andrew, if you would uh, introduce yourself first, and then Earl, uh, tell us a little bit, uh, tell us who you are, and then what church you serve with. Uh, my name is Andrew Beto. I'm the pastor of Oak Ridge Baptist Church in San Antonio, um, and uh, I've worked with Brandon for probably the better part of uh, of ten years. Um, uh, gone on multiple trips down to Peru uh, with him and and worked with him. Um, so uh, I'm just I'm excited to be here to to talk about um, how the association can equip small churches for missions uh, in San Antonio. Great. Yeah, my name's Earl Quick. Uh, I'm with the Hills Church, and uh, I've served uh, on the mission field with the IMB for 20 years. And um, as of 2015, we came off the field and been here in San Antonio working at the Hills Church. And then uh, I've also come on board with I am the I am mission there and with Brandon and uh, just learning more about that. I'm new to that. So uh, I've heard a lot of good things and looking forward to hearing even more things and coming involved with the mission there in, in Peru. Hey guys, my name is uh, Brandon Carroll. I'm the, the president of indigenous Amazon ministries and also the missionary on the field um, in the city of Iquitos. Um, which is the largest city in the world that has no access road in or out of the city. Um, we're about 600,000 people in the middle of the jungle. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Um, and currently we, we have just been repatriated back to the States uh, last week. Um, and, and so we're certainly in, in Arkansas um, until the time that Peru and we can go back into the country. Well, Brandon, welcome back home. We're glad to uh, glad to see you and good to talk with you. Uh, just uh, as a reminder, uh, uh, some of the folks may not be aware, but uh, Saba, we have several different uh, teams that uh, that are working, and the Kingdom Expansion Team uh, is uh, mandated uh, to engage God-led relationships globally. And uh, Brandon, you were one of the first. Uh, uh, missionaries and ministries that uh, that we began to work with several years ago uh, there in Iquitos. And 
and uh, we're we're delighted to have you on this podcast and to get uh, better acquainted with you and the churches here in San Antonio to to be better acquainted with you. Uh, you know, you've been on the field for a little what 16, 17 years now. Well, what what do you think are some of the highlights of your ministry down there uh, on the Amazon? Um, some uh, some of the highlights. Uh, the, the first one. Um, is being able to work with the Mahuna tribe, and and they're a tribe of 500 people. They're they're in four villages of the Amazon, um, and to see how prepared the way for us to go, but also uh, to see a, a group that was um, just totally given over to alcoholism, to being drunk, um, to come to know Jesus and give that stuff up, um, and to follow Jesus. Uh, my time there to take that tribal group from very little knowledge of, of who God is to study their culture and then to, to be able to see them become devoted followers of Jesus. Um, so that, that's one of the big, the big thing for me. Um, you know, another thing is being able to work in tribal groups along different rivers, learning their cultures, but also seeing how the Bible relates to that culture and crosses those cultural um, with gospel truth. Um, so those things in my lights, um, here just recently, um, after years of working in the city, we, we began to see some fruit and, um, we came to know about a case of a woman named Claudia. Um, and Claudia is 33 years old. She had uh, stage four, uh, cervical cancer, um, misdiagnosed for years. And we've a girl in our church named Jennifer who works for another organization that deals with young children who um, need to go into the adoption process or they're getting ready to, to go in uh, to children's homes that the government has because of their parents dying or they're just orphans. Um, and so Jennifer told us about it. And, and as a church, we took some stuff um, in December to her house, uh, actually November. And then we went back over several months. And so of us helping that community and helping Claudia's family, um, we had a, a good eye from the from the people, and Tercer Pacheco is what it's called. Uh, so back in the, and I think it was January, we baptized four people, but we had over thirty five professions of faith out there in Tercer Pacheco. Uh, um, had one lady named Victoria who said, uh, "You can have my living room to start a church out here." So we're we're beginning to see uh, God's favor in the city and the Spirit beginning to work. Uh, for for church planting there as well. So those are some some recent things that uh, God has been doing. Brandon, that's a, that's really exciting to to see how God is uh, 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 using you guys to uh, to reach people in in the uh, uh, the different uh, people groups. Or now, I, I'm assuming that that when you talk about the different tribal groups and all that, do they each have a different? Are you speaking Spanish primarily? I mean, what's What's the uh, the commonality? They, they all do have different dialects. I mean, the, the main language, um, trade language, you could say that some of them speak is Spanish. So when we're going into tribal groups and we don't know the language, um, th- there's one person or two people from the tribe that speak perfect Spanish. Um, and they translate for us as we, as we go. Um, what, what we've done is we've kind of transferred into pastoral training among tribal groups. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll have a pastor from the tribal group who speaks Spanish and he'll translate as we, as we teach 
uh, biblical classes. Um, there's a group called FINAP, and they're out of a town called Pucalpa. And what it is, it's an association of tribal churches. And so there's no outside foreign leadership influence on that group. It's all tribal leaders. Um, and so they're, I think they're now there are 18 or 19 tribal groups that are a part of that group. And so they came to us um, several years ago and asked that we would help train their pastors because for them as tribal leaders themselves to get out to every tribal group is difficult every year. Um, so we've recently entered into a partnership um, with a group called Atchwaris. Uh They're on uh, Pastasa River. And so they've asked us to come train once a year out in their tribal group in the month of January, um, January and part of February for six weeks. So that's one of the th things that we're taking on as an organization every year. Um, in fact, I, I just got a, a, a text from Pedro, our missionary, that we have another group. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it is. It's asking us to come out and train them too. Um, so we're looking at this saying, how are we going to be able to, to reach an area where our state is 145,000 square miles and the rivers are your highways? And I think just in our state, there's over 39 tribal groups. And so how are we going to expand this to where we can, we can adequately reach every tribal group in our region that's asking for us to work with them? Um, so one of, one of the things we've done Rick we started a Bible a Bible Institute um, where we had our first classes several weeks before the pandemic uh, came over to South America and uh, we have 51 students that come from different denominations in fact we've got uh, two presidents of Pentecostal denominations the presidents of these denominations that are in our Bible Institute so it's allowing us to give good theology but it's growing our base from where, from which we can send people to go train pastors. Um, so that's how we feel God leading us to do it is by, by raising up new leaders in our Bible Institute to send out to these, to these locations. Well, that's exciting that you're getting a Bible, a Bible Institute, uh, you know, Bible school up and running. And, and uh, it, where, where do you specifically see that, uh, uh, God working most currently um, in, in your in your work there. What is the is really the the place where the Lord is is moving the uh, the strongest? You know, I, I see it in both places. I see it in the tribal groups, but we also understand that uh, we we need to grow uh, our base of disciples if we're going to be able to reach the tribal groups. And so we've we've been focusing heavily on the city um, and church planting. Um, and, and really ministering to people in the city uh, through evangelism, through discipleship. Our, our goal uh, is to have in the next five years a church in every district of Iquitos and three, three main, I, I would call them small metropolitan centers on the rivers. Um, and then from there, they can expand out into the tribal group. So focusing heavily now on church planting in the city of Iquitos. Where do you think uh, a, a church in um, San Antonio, the San Antonio Baptist Association. Uh, what are some opportunities that that uh, that churches here would would have to come and work with you folks? Um, a couple. Um, so back in 2010, uh, Peru's government passed a new educational law which dealt with universities um, and primary schools, and and it did two things. The, the first thing it did 
was it opened up evangelical Christianity as an official subject? Um, where before it was Roman Catholicism, but now they, they've added in Protestantism or, or evangelical Christianity as a course subject. Um, so like for me as a father, if I don't want my son in the public school to study Roman Catholicism, I can send a letter and opt him out to where he'll get Christ, you know, Protestant Christianity classes. Um, so that that's one way to where we can go to schools. The, the other thing is um, ESL. So it wired students graduating high school to know English um, proficiently to be able to graduate. And so they're, they're hitting heavily on the ESL side. So, so a church in, let's say in San Antonio, um, where you might have guys that are fluent in Spanish and English come down and do ESL club, but at the same time, we can go into public schools um, and teach the Bible, teach the scriptures. Um, which will allow us to begin to build relationships with the parents as well and do parents. The government has opened up a door for us to be able to minister effectively with short-term teams um, where we didn't have that before. Um, in fact, we had we, we started an ESL class um, in our church back in January as well. And I think the first night we had 23, 24 people come to know Jesus as their Savior. Um, and these were kids that we had been building relationships with through other events um, in the past um, that had just kept coming to our events at church and, and they gave their lives to the Lord first night of ESL class. Um, so, so it does bear fruit. The other thing is our church is um, specifically to reach uh, university age students. And the reason I say that is, 90% of our people um, have just gotten their college degrees or, or below the age of 25, um, and they're starting businesses. We've got a judge um, in a city in Peru called Nalta that's a member of our church. We've got lawyers. Um, we've got school teachers. And so God has specifically given us this group of people to reach university-age students. Um, so there's ample opportunity for us to go into university classes as well um, and use the scriptures to reach people. Um, you know, if you've got uh, guys business field, um, they could come down and do business conferences because people are wanting those. Uh, so there's ample opportunity for local churches in, in San Antonio with the gifts God has given you to be effective in Peru. Okay. Thank you, uh, Brandon. I tell you, and of guys that have, uh, on the call here, uh, the uh, uh, podcast who have been down, or at least An Andrew's been down, and I know Earl has has uh, served as an IMB missionary. So, uh, guys, do y'all have any questions for Brandon? Uh, as we're going to be closing uh, the podcast here in a, in a minute or two, and then we'll have another here in a moment where Andrew, I want you to talk about the time that you went down uh, last year, and, and maybe some other times uh, when you've been. Uh, there in Peru with Brandon, but uh, Earl, do you have anything, uh, any questions or Andrew? Uh, well, Brandon, I, I just wanted to get you maybe to, um, to talk about your vision um, for, I, I know that in the past we've talked about uh, you wanting to train the tribes to reach the tribes for Jesus. Correct. And out that linkage between um, urban church planting and reaching the tribes for Christ, how, how those two things play together. 
Yeah. Um, so what we realized, we started realizing a couple of years ago was we were getting overextended um, by tribal groups asking us to come out. And, and Pedro was out on the river two weeks out of every month. And Pedro's our, our, our main uh, tribal missionary. So he coordinates all of those trips for us. Um, and Pedro has had malaria 16 times. And so Pedro is, is, I mean, he, he may get it again and it may be the end, right? Um, it's, so we, we instantly get barraged with, with tribal groups wanting um, us to come out to them and minister to them. And through that, through that time and with Daryl Horn, with Dr. Horn, um, we've developed a, a chronological Bible story that really impacts these tribes. The way they learn is through storytelling. So we've developed this, this system of evangelization and discipleship among tribal groups, um, specifically for our region. Um, and so we're, we're getting bombarded with these requests for tribal groups, and we don't have enough people um, to send out to them to be effective in, in really ministering to them and discipling them. So um, that, that's where I think Iquitos comes in. Things we're doing through our, our institute is we want to raise up guys um, not only for urban context, but through the Institute, raise up people that may feel called to the tribal groups and we can equip them to go out there. So if if we don't have a strong base in Iquitos, I don't think we're ever going to be truly effective at reaching the tribal groups like, like we need to do. Um, so it's more about raising up more disciples in Iquitos that we can help send to the tribal groups to the local churches. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon, thank you you so much for joining us this morning on this uh, podcast and we will uh, uh, continue in, in, uh, uh, in future uh, podcasts where we'll talk uh, further and uh, where Andrew Beto will be able to talk with you as well. And, and uh, thank you, Earl, for being on the, uh, on the call and, and uh, Dr. Horn as well. We look forward to uh, continuing this conversation uh, a bit longer. Daryl. I before we get off, I uh, would like to hear from you, Brandon. Uh, since you're going to be in the states because of the the virus and won't be going back to Peru for a number of months, how could a church get in contact with you if they would like for you to come and speak? Um, you can you can get in contact with me a couple of ways. The first is by my cell phone, um, and maybe Eric can put this in there. It's four seven nine. Two eight three zero six seven one. The other way to get in contact with me is by my email, which is brandon at aiministries.org. And you can get in contact with me either one of those ways. Let, let me just uh, say this before before we get off to um, pray for Peru. Um, like, like most Latin American countries, 85% of, of the people in Peru live day to day, which means that they that the what they make in in day in you know in today goes to pay for food tomorrow, um, and so the government has shut down Peru for I think it's six weeks now. They may extend it out even further, um, and Peru's hurting financially. Um, and Iquitos people are starting to to go out on the streets. They're burning stuff. Um, they're putting up white flags because they have no food. Um, and it's a sad situation. They're talking about churches being closed the rest of the year in Peru to where you can't meet. And for us in Iquitos, where 
our internet is so bad. Um, and it, it's two megabytes a second is the fastest we have. The majority of people have one megabyte a second and everybody's on, on uh, the internet at the same time. So doing ministry through, through means like zoom makes it very difficult. So pray for Peru, um, pray that uh, the pastors, um, would get wisdom from God on how to disciple their people and continue to minister to their people. Um, during this time, um, you know, and, and we, we left because Peru was becoming a police state, uh, where you're taking a risk of being arrested if you go out on the streets. And so I pray for them. My heart's there, um, with our church and it, it's difficult to be away. Um, so I appreciate you guys. And, and for those listening to stab Peru to your prayer list and, uh, for pastors to get wisdom, um, and to seek wisdom from God on how to minister to their people during this time. Well, thank you, Brandon. We certainly will do that. We'll be praying. And I've had Brandon in our church here at Lackland uh, several times. He's preached for me. He's uh, uh, given testimonies and told us about the, the work there in Peru. And I highly recommend uh, any any churches that uh, that may uh, would like to have Brandon come and, and speak and, and uh, really share about Peru and, and uh, missions emphasis. This would be He's a he's a great guy to have in pulpit. So Brandon, we we look forward to having you back at uh, at Lackland one day, real soon. But before we get off the uh, the podcast this morning, let's just let's have a word of prayer for you and for uh, Peru, and uh, and just ask the Lord to watch over your your folks down there. Okay, let's pray together. Our precious Father, we thank you so very much for Brandon and uh, the work that he's doing. Uh, through the uh, ministry there in Peru, we pray God that you would bless that country, that you'd watch over them and that you'd give their government leaders wisdom. And Father, that the churches there uh, would be strengthened during these days of the coronavirus uh, crisis. We ask God uh, a, a soon relief uh, from this pandemic so that uh, we can go back uh, to work in the areas, uh, Lord, where we're people so desperately need to hear the gospel. So Father, bless and watch over Brandon and his family here in the States. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.